It's Monday, July 3rd, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know. To be in the know, Washington and Beijing are talking again. The test now is whether they can settle into a new normal that avoids upending the global economy or fall back into a cycle of acrimony and retaliation. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen heads to China on Thursday through Sunday to meet with senior government officials, her department said today. The trip comes as tensions over trade, technology, and Taiwan prompt both countries to reconsider the deep commercial and investment ties that have defined the relationship for decades. Yellen is hoping to preserve many of those links while Chinese officials want to reverse a domestic slowdown by showing they remain open for business from the West. Yellen's trip will be the latest attempt by the rivals to halt a downward spiral in relations, with Secretary of State Antony Blinken meeting Chinese leader Xi Jinping in Beijing in June after months of delay. In other news, at least two people were killed in a mass shooting early Sunday at a Baltimore block party that left an additional 28 people injured, police said. Authorities responded to the shooting at about 12.35 a.m. and came upon more than two dozen injured people at the party in the city's Brooklyn neighborhood, the Baltimore Police Department said. An 18-year-old woman and a 20-year-old man were declared dead. Nine people were taken to local hospitals, while about 20 walked into nearby hospitals. As of Sunday afternoon, authorities said nine people remained hospitalized, some in critical condition. Acting Police Commissioner Richard Worley said investigators were trying to find suspects in the shooting and were reviewing video to try to identify them. He asked anyone with information to please contact police. In world news, the drug cartel violence that citizen self-defense leader Hippolito Mora gave his life-fighting flair to new on Sunday, just one day after he was buried as shootings and roadblocks hit the city of Apazingan, a regional hub in Mexico's hot lands. Roads in and out of Apazingan were blocked Sunday morning by trucks and buses pulled across the road by cartel gunmen as the vehicle's owners stood by helplessly. One gunman carjacked a family and used his gun to shoot another driver to death just a few blocks away. Apatzingan is the regional hub where the area's agricultural products are traded. Back in the U.S., the oil market has sent a warning to Saudi Arabia and everyone else betting that prices are poised for a rebound. Don't count on it. The petroleum-rich kingdom throttled back output starting this weekend, part of a high-stakes gamble unveiled last month to crimp supply. Saudi officials think that demand will outstrip production later this year, teeing up a rally that will restore a gusher of profits to oil producers. Analysts at the International Energy Agency and Wall Street banks agree that demand could return in the second half of 2023. A key market indicator suggests traders believe that supplies won't shrink for months. What happens in oil has big implications for the world economy, and it reflects the state of the economy, too. And the most widespread drought in a decade is dividing the U.S. farm sector into winners and losers. With more than half of U.S. corn and soybean acreage facing drought conditions, some farmers are calculating whether insurance payments will cover the costs of the crops they have sown this year. As of June 27th, 65% of the Midwest was in a moderate drought or worse. The broadest area in a decade, 
according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. The U.S. Department of Agriculture said 70% of the country's corn production area and 63% of soybeans were affected by the drought. The five-year average for U.S. corn in drought before this year is 18%, according to federal data, and 15% for soybeans. Around a third of winter wheat grown in the U.S. is expected to be abandoned, according to federal data, because the poor quality isn't worth the cost to harvest it this year. That would represent the highest rate of abandonment since 1917. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.